When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, away Garrett Wilson Wilson a big play downfield Wilson still going along the sideline he's not going to go down Allen tripped up he could not get past Jermaine Johnson oh look at the speed of Brees Hall he's done it again Brees Lightning 62 yards for the touchdown Rodgers in trouble again and he's sacked again by Quinn Williams what a beast number 95 for the Jets listen From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to go inside the numbers with the New York Jets following their loss to the Buffalo Bills. And so we bring in our stats guru, Haley English. Haley, thanks for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. So, Haley, let's start by talking about coverages in this game. The man-zone split between the Jets and the Bills the percentages were a lot different than you might have expected heading into this game. Yeah, so the Bills are like an average man zone team. They The league average for running man coverage is 29%. On uh, The Bills run an average of 30% man coverage. Uh, they started out as a primarily zone team, and they've moved towards a man team in recent weeks, starting with that they ran 65% man coverage when they first played the Jets back in Week 9. That's by far their biggest man coverage percent of the year. And that's by far the biggest main coverage percent that the Jets saw all year. Um, and that was mostly due to that Zach is the quarterback. And Flacco and Zach combined, uh, the Jets were the worst offense against main coverage in terms of EPA gained. That did flip drastically when Mike White came in. And so against the Bears, the Jets gained like 1.8 EPA against main coverage when the Bears were playing it. So Mike White's kind of flipped the script on the Jets in terms of man coverage, you might see them see a lot more zone in the coming weeks because Mike White is capable of making those tight throws and man coverage. Meanwhile, Flacco and Zach were not able to do that. Let's talk a little bit, Haley, about the other quarterback in this game, Josh Allen. The Jets did a very good job of containing him, all things considered, not just in this game, but obviously in the first game where the Jets were able to pick up the victory. Yeah, it's really good to see, especially because the Jets are going to be facing Josh Allen twice a year for the foreseeable future. So the Jets have kind of figured out how to stop his passing, uh, which is great. And it's a testament to how great their defense is. I mean, they've kind of stopped almost every quarterback they've played, but especially Josh Allen. So in both games, uh, Josh Allen 
had passed for an average of 100 yards less against the Jets than for any other team. He also completed 10% less passes against the Jets and had a quarterback rating that was 40 points lower when he was playing the Jets than when, than when he was playing any other team in the NFL. So he's only passing for like 175 yards, an average of 55% completion rate, and a 64 quarterback rating against the Jets. Meanwhile, it was much higher against any other team. So that's really good for the Jets' defense in the um, in the coming future, just because you're going to see Josh Allen so much. Haley, I maintained after the game that while you can make a case Josh Allen was the better overall player because he was able to use his legs, I thought that Mike White was a better thrower of the football on Sunday than Josh Allen. You think that's a fair statement? I definitely think so. You know, like the Jets need to work on uh, containing Josh Allen's rushing ability. He did rush for a couple first downs in that game that eventually maybe put it out of reach for the Jets. But Mike White was 27 of 44, which is a 61% completion rate. Uh, he threw for 268 yards and a 78.6 quarterback rating. So he really shined again, even with taking all those hits. Like he went down twice and still came back. So like with the offensive line, like failing him basically, but he's like the toughest quarterback in the NFL right now. So like on his two first throws back in, he delivered 12 yard, like dives to Garrett Wilson, both were those uh, throws. So, and even on one of the hits, he still completed like a 30 plus yard pass to Elijah Moore. So he's accurate even when he's getting hit. And um, I think he'll be good to go this week. So I think you might see another good Mike White game against a really bad Lions defense. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Josh Allen was using his legs against the Jets on Sunday, but Bam Knight was using his legs against the Bills. He had another really good game. That's three in a row now for the undrafted rookie out of NC State. I think it's safe to say now, Haley, he cemented the number one running back spot for the rest of the season going forward, barring some sort of catastrophe. Definitely. I think he's earned it over Michael Carter. Um, I think you're going to see uh, Knight get most of the carries in the for the rest of the season. He went 71 carries for 71 yards, or 17 carries for 71 yards. That's a 4.2 average, and he got his first career NFL touchdown this week. And he forced 10 missed tackles. And overall, so since he's come in uh, three weeks ago, he has 25 missed tackles, and he has 3.4 yards after contact. He's like an angry runner. So if you see that segment on Good Morning Football, like angry runs, he can take uh, – a rush that would be for a loss and turn it into a four or five yard gain. I think that's what he has over Michael Carter right now. So like Carter was five carries for five yards, an average of one yard, and he had that one costly fumble. So in the two plays that Michael Carter came in before he had the fumble, he was, he had lost three yards on both of them. So I don't know why you're putting Michael Carter in on a third and one when all he's done is lose yards for you all day. Um, And he had that fumble that, was so unfortunate, but I think you're going to see Sonneman Knight get most of the carries going forward, and even if Michael Carter is healthy. Just a very inefficient season for Michael Carter, which is a shame because last year he showed so much promise as a rookie, almost a thousand yards from scrimmage, but this year it's just been a mess. Yeah, definitely. I don't know what's really gone on with him. He It looks like he's taken a step back, and I think that next year, um, Brees Hall definitely running back one like when he's healthy, but I think you're going to see Zonovan Knight easily running back to splitting carries with um, Brees. 
Haley, I want to talk a little bit about the receivers, but before we do that, I want to talk about one specific receiver, and that's Brexton Berrios. He's been a hot topic now on Jets Twitter for the last couple of days based on the amount of times he's been used and how often he seemed to not exactly be able to do what he was supposed to do, particularly with the punts on Sunday. You would think that a guy that was an all-pro punt and kick returner would have done a better job. He almost had the ball touch him and go into the end zone for a Bills touchdown. He fair caught a ton of punts or let it roll. That's not good. You want your guy who you're paying big bucks to be able to make a play on a punt return, especially in a game like that where the Jets really needed it. He's due $8.25 million next year, and this is a guy who primarily is a gadget player, a kick and punt returner, to me a marginal talent as a wide receiver. He'll make a play every now and again, but he's really realistically fifth on the Jets' depth chart. When you look at who's on the Jets right now, we discussed Bam Knight. We're going to discuss Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore could take those design touches. Bam Knight, one of the best return men in college football last year for NC State, could become the return man, and that could all be done at a fraction of the price of what the Jets are paying Braxton Berrios right now. They wouldn't even have to go out and get somebody else to take his place. That feels like a more efficient use of resources, doesn't it? Definitely. And I recently saw that the Jets would save a lot of cap space even if they just cut Braxton Berrios after the season. And like, unfortunately, I think that's what they might do. Um, he can make like some great plays. He had one great catch that I thought was really a really hard catch too, or a really hard pass to catch uh, against the Bills. But he's been like underwhelming in the red zone. He had that drop to essentially lose us the game in Minnesota. And then he also had another pass that he didn't catch in the red zone um, against the Bills. So I think he's t- definitely taken a step back like Zach and I don't think he will be on this team next year, especially if the Jets can get Elijah Moore and Bam Knight going in the uh, punt return category. Haley, another fantastic game for Garrett Wilson. He was the Jets' leading receiver on Sunday, and right now he's on pace for 1,135 yards. He's got a realistic chance to get past Michael Clayton, who had 1,193 yards as a rookie for Tampa Bay. And if he gets past him, this is the company that he will be keeping. Odell Beckham Jr., Randy Moss, Anquan Bolden, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Those would be the only receivers since the merger who would have more receiving yards as a rookie than Garrett Wilson if he can pass by Michael Clayton at 1,193 yards. I will say right now I didn't think he was going to be this good this quickly, but I'm glad that he outpaced my expectations. I think he's going to continue to outpace most people's expectations, which is why I would say you should continue to roll with him over at prizepicks.com and the PrizePicks app. Remember, when you sign up there and make your first deposit, they'll match it up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, they'll match you 50 bucks. You only play against the prize picks player projection. You don't play against anybody else. You can do football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is you want. All you have to do is look at the players and pick them against their prize picks player projection. Pick two to six of them. If the players you pick beat their prize picks player projection, you can win up to 25 times the amount of money you put in. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com or the prize picks app, put in the promo code PLAJ, and they'll match your first deposit up to. 
100 bucks. So Haley, like I said, Garrett Wilson is having a rookie season for the ages. As of this moment, he has now overtaken Kenneth Walker of Seattle to be the odds-on favorite in Vegas for the Offensive Rookie of the Year with four weeks left to go in the season. So he has really had a terrific rookie year. Elijah Moore had arguably his best game of the season, six catches for 60 yards. As I said on the post-game report with Andy Vasquez the other day, Mike White threw to nine different targets, five different wide receivers, and we're going to get to Mike White in just a bit. But I love the fact that all these receivers are getting involved in the passing game. I love to see that Elijah Moore is starting to heat up and playing more like the player that we thought he was going to be coming into this season. Garrett Wilson continuing to be an absolute star for this offense. It's a really good sign for this Jets team down the stretch that their wide receiving core is producing like this. Definitely. And yeah, Garrett Wilson, he had another game where he had a 78 receiving yard. So he's up to 868 overall now and that does break the Jets rookie receiving record previously held by uh, Keyshawn Johnson so right now he's only 20 yards back of Chris Olave since Olave was on a bye and I think definitely you're going to see Garrett Wilson um, overtake Olave at some point to have the most receiving yards for a rookie and if he can join the conversation of Jamar Chase, Michael Thomas, uh, Justin Jefferson everything like I don't think he's being talked about enough like I feel like in Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson's first season they had so much hype and everything and they did end up breaking these records and getting all these receiving yards but you haven't heard much about Garrett Wilson uh, I think that's testament to because Zach was a quarterback for most of the season and now that he's kind of exploded under Mike White um, he's put put in this late season push for the most receiving yards um, by a rookie this season. Haley, I think it says something that with as much as Zach Wilson had struggled, Garrett Wilson still found a way to get big numbers in a couple of those games with Zach Wilson, a quarterback. Yeah, definitely. And that's a testament to like Garrett Wilson's ability. Like you have a far below average and uh, far below average quarterback in Zach Wilson throwing to one of the best receivers in the NFL and Garrett Wilson, and he's making the plays and he's getting those yards after the catch where almost like Zach's not putting the ball. So it's great to see. On the subject of quarterbacks, Haley, we just mentioned Zach Wilson. Let's talk about the guy who is starting for the Jets right now and hopefully for the rest of the season because I think he's earned it the way he's played. And that is Mike White. He had himself another good game, an admirable performance too. Very tough, very courageous, coming back twice from monster hits. The one that Matt Milano got him with in the second half, I thought crushed his ribs, but he was able to come back into the game and have them within one score with a couple of minutes to go in the game. Talk to me a little bit about what we saw from Mike White because I think statistically, it's only been three games. He's been as good of a quarterback on a consistent basis as the Jets have had in a long time. Low bar, I know, but from a statistical standpoint, that's a very encouraging sign. Yeah, for Mike White, through three games, he's thrown for 952 uh, yards. And so Zach Wilson, through seven games, has only thrown for 1,279. So that's only a difference of like 327 receiving or passing yards. And Mike White could easily throw that amount in one game. So Mike White, through three games, is as good as Zach, or three or four games, is as good as Zach Wilson through seven. Um, And right now, like let's say Mike White started the season with, 952 passing yards in his uh, first three games, he'd be on pace for over 5,000 passing yards, which is absolutely insane. Like he's just moving the ball down the field so much more efficiently and better than Zach can. And he's had, I believe 10 like tight window 
completions um, in his three games this season, which I want to say is the highest uh, in the NFL in that three-game span. So he's making these throws that Zach couldn't, and it's really good to see moving forward. And I think Mike White definitely has earned that quarterback one spot um, for the foreseeable future this season and maybe potentially next season. As far as the quarterback two spot, Joe Flacco had a very rough afternoon. Didn't play a lot, but when he was in there, he just looked completely finished. And it's sad to say because we did see Joe Flacco make some plays earlier in the season. Remember the Browns game when it looked like the Jets were surely headed to defeat. He threw that pass downfield to Corey Davis for a touchdown and then a strike to Garrett Wilson at the end of the game to steal that one away from the Cleveland Browns. He looked fairly uninterested in playing quarterback in this game. Now, the Jets have a dilemma ahead of them because they've got Joe Flacco who looks so bad in this game against the Buffalo Bills in relief of Mike White, but they clearly don't believe that Zach Wilson is ready to be back on the football field they think he's broken they need to completely rebuild him and they don't want to rush him back out there because we could see more of the same with Zach Wilson missing screen passes running backwards 20 yards at the first sign of pressure those are the kind of things that long term you want to make sure that he doesn't do again and the best way to avoid those things happening is to keep him off the football field until they can break those bad habits but did Flacco play so poorly that maybe the Jets have no other choice but to turn to Zach Wilson? Haley, I personally would probably go to Chris Strebler. I don't see that happening, but I just think that he's a guy that can make plays with his legs, worst case scenario. So I'd rather have him out there than Zach Wilson, who looks completely broken, and Joe Flacco, who looks more or less retired. Yeah, Flacco is one for three for one yard and one fumble in the plays that he came in that game. So I think like all he needed to do was just like, even if he went three and out, like go three and out, but like don't turn the ball over. And I think he just lost his spot on the team with that um, play. And I don't really see him ever taking another snap for the Jets. Um, Yeah. Like originally my opinion was that like that should have been Zach, but I definitely see how he should be on the bench and like, he really needs to be fixed. So I also would kind of turn to Chris Strebler here he was like the best quarterback in the preseason, might have had the best preseason for like any quarterback like ever. So I think maybe the judge should take a gamble on Chris Treveller. I think like as long as Mike White is healthy, obviously he's quarterback one. But maybe you see Chris Treveller become the backup this week. I don't really entirely see that. I know Salah said it's up in the air and nothing set in stone. Um, so you might see Zach come back, but I don't really see it being Flacco this upcoming week. Haley, heading into the game against the Lions at MetLife Stadium, which is a must-win for the Jets, let's not sugarcoat this. If they lose that game, they are in a lot of trouble because as of this moment, they would be the ninth seed. They need to make up ground against the Chargers and the Patriots Potentially the Dolphins will see how it shakes out But they are not in the driver's seat And if they lose to the Lions on Sunday at home They are really going to put themselves in a tough position You've got some interesting tidbits here About the Lions heading into this matchup I would hope that Robert Sala, Mike LaFleur, Jeff Ulbrich are looking at similar breakdowns. The Lions have coverage tendencies That the Jets really need to watch out for in this game Yeah, 100% The Lions' defensive backs are one of the weakest units in the NFL um, and they run the third most man coverage in the NFL. So that's an average of 44% per game. They really don't like deter from that range at all. So you won't see them run like 10% man coverage and you won't see them run like 80% man coverage. So they're usually hovering around that 44, 45% man coverage rate in every game. Um, I think you should expect the Jets to see a ton of man coverage. 
But the Lions defense is actually the third worst at creating perfectly covered plays. So that's where every coverage defender um, does his job on the play and no one makes a mistake. So they only make those about 25% of the time when the league average is close to 35%. And you see the Jets defense is the fourth best at creating perfectly covered plays. And that's at, at about 40% of the time. So the Lions defensive backs, especially Jeff Okuda, has not turned out to be the player that they thought they drafted. Um, and all their other cornerbacks, safeties, linebackers, are not the best in coverage. So I think you should expect the Jets receivers to be able to beat their man coverage and be able to win the one-on-ones with them, especially Garrett Wilson. You saw Justin Jefferson uh, this past week uh, catch over 200 yards in that game, and then the Jets had held him to just over 40. So I think you should see Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, maybe even hopefully Corey Davis is healthy, have really big days against one of the worst defenses in the league. Offensively, the Lions are one of the hottest teams in the NFL, so you would assume that the Jets would do a little bit more zone. Jamison Williams is back. He's going to be a handful. We saw what he did in his game last week. was about 20 yards behind anybody that was anywhere near him. He's got that deadly speed. Now, I don't want to tell Robert Sell and Jeff Holbrook how to do their jobs, but we watched that game between Cincinnati and Alabama last year, Haley, in the college football playoff. And even though it was a limited number of reps, Sauce really locked down Jamison Williams. He wasn't able to do anything against Sauce Gardner. Maybe that's something the Jets want to consider, even though I'm sure they're going to run a lot of zone. You probably want to keep Sauce Gardner near Jamison Williams for the majority of the game. Yeah, definitely. Like he locked him down in college. So I'm really interested to see how he's going to play against them in the NFL. It's really good that he does have experience playing against Jameson Williams. And I think that experience will um, earn him the spot uh, across from Jameson Williams in that game. Um, The Lions offense, like they're great against bad defenses, but they cannot move the ball against great coverage defenses. So they've played uh, four of, I want to say the top seven uh, in terms of coverage defenses this year, and they've lost all four of those games. So the Jets are currently the fifth-ranked um, coverage unit or something like that. And, yeah, so I think this is going to be a tall task for the Lions, and I think Lions fans are just thinking they can cruise to the playoffs now and win every game. But I think the Jets are really going to give them a hard time on defense, especially with the fact that the Lions have been kind of god-awful against good defenses. Goff hasn't even thrown a uh, like many touchdown passes against these really bad or against these really great defenses. So yeah, it's going to be a tall order for the Lions, and I have a little more faith in the Jets defense than I do the Lions offense to keep it going. Haley English, stats guru for us over at playlikeajet.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the numbers with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to follow you on social media, pretty soon you'll have some stuff up over at playlikeajet.com as well. How can they check out what you're up to and follow you on social media? Yeah, so my Twitter is at Haley E English 17, and that's the best place to find me right now. Make sure you follow Haley on Twitter. Check out everything we're doing over at playlikejet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from down under, Luke Grant, has some awesome all 22 breakdowns, so watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. And be sure to give us a five star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and 
playlikeajet.com.